great people, whether it's a business person, an artist, a painter, um, whatever it might be, those people have unbelievable support systems around them. They have great coaches. They have great mentors, but they also spend a lot of time developing their craft. And for me, us as human beings, the development of our craft is spending the time in the mental gym, spending the time in the emotional gym, spending the time in the spiritual gym and the physical gym. And when you start building that rock solid foundation, that peace of mind, that less stress, that happiness, that success in life, it comes to you so much easier and better because you've done the hard work to be better than you were yesterday. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 166 with business mindset and relationship coach, Tommy Freelove. This is squadron leader confirming hostile inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, you got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming along. I'm your host, JC Preston. With me for this session is co-host Andy Dick. And if this is the first time you're listening in, this is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that's proud of. In the last session, we spoke with Andrew Heaton about his ability to rope together all of his experiences and go after a career that utilized all of them. And today he now hosts two entertaining podcasts where he discusses politics and sci-fi and uh, is doing so well expanding his own platform. In this session, we'll be talking to someone who learned the hard way that the direction he was going in life wasn't really what he wanted. And in fact, it wasn't until he was an executive in a prestigious financial firm that he realized he had had to step away. And he had to, he just frankly just had to do something else. And for many of us, I think it's it's this kind of default path that we're used to, you know, get a good education, get a good job and, and have a good life but not all of us want to settle for good. We want great. In our chat with Tommy, Andy and I learn what the defining moment was that led him to his current path, what the differences between boys, dudes, and men are, and what recommendations he has for those who want to build a financial fortress and a lasting legacy. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about Fizzle. And, you know, we've heard it time and time again, what's taught in college could be and often is different than what's in the real world. Learning how to be an entrepreneur is no different. Now, luckily, there's organizations like Techstars, Y Combinator, and other early uh, startup stage uh, incubators out there. And unfortunately, most, most of those are for tech startups. So where do you go if you want to create a business online based on your talents and experience? Like Tommy, for example. Sure, there's Tons of courses you could take to help you learn this particular skill or that one concept, but there really aren't that many options out there that will help you with all of it. At least that's what I thought until I found Fizzle. Fizzle is your one-stop shop for entrepreneurs who want to do meaningful work online. 
And not only do they have a growing library of courses for the new entrepreneur, but their community is top-notch. Check it out for free today by going to newinceptions.com slash fizzle. That's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. And if you want to learn more about how it was all put together, check out our interview with founder Corbett Barr back in session 150. All right, before we get started with this session's chat, remember to subscribe to the show on whichever platform you get your podcasts from. And also don't forget that you can email us at heyguys at newinceptions.com with any current issues that you're going through while you're building and scaling your business. Again, that's heyguys at newinceptions.com. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 166. And as always, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is JC Preston alongside Andy Dix. Thank you for joining us for this session. Andy, how you been? You know, super good. And and you, JC, I know you've been under the weather. You feeling any better? Uh, getting there. You know what it is. You like any creative, you got to learn how to deal with the punches. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. And and I think there's probably a little bit of help from uh, J3 there as well. You know, they are wonderful virus magnets to bring home new bugs that you've not experienced in years and years and years. So before we get started today, kind of to introduce the topic a little bit, have you ever taken a moment to reflect and and really think about, you know, what do you hope your legacy is going to be? What do you want to be remembered for? Uh... Being a great connector of ideas and people. I think that's, that's kind of my description. And so I want to be able to not necessarily be the front runner, but at least be the person that connects powerful people with other powerful people, whether or not those are people that are taking the front stage as a promotional type person or someone that likes to stay in the back and, you know, kind of pull the strings, if you will. And, you know, putting those two types together. That's awesome. How about you? You know, I like to think of myself as a sparker. So my book was called Life Matches, Fire Up Your Life. And, and that match concept of you know, really being sort of on the back of a matchbook, if you remember that, that, that little bit of uh, friction paper that sometimes if you, if you have that little bit of friction, you can spark somebody. And that's really what I like to do as a coach is try to spark somebody to really live fired up as much as they possibly can. Love that. And that, that's actually a good segue into who we're talking to today. Today's guest is actually a keynote speaker, author, and a premier business and mindset coach. And his professional life's work is to empower men to build a legendary life. And he guides his clients and audiences to discover a life of significance while building a lasting legacy. And the tools he shares and shows them how to work with in their zone of brilliance, uh, obtain financial freedom, and live with meeting and balance. And this helps them become the person they've always wanted to be. He has lived a rather epic journey so far himself. He overcame being incarcerated as a young man and worked his way to becoming a senior partner, uh, an international practice leader, and a member of the board of directors at Deloitte. And he now heads his own coaching practice as well. Today's guest is Tommy Breedlove. Welcome to the show, Tommy. How you doing? Hey, you doing, JC and Andy? It's good to be here. I'm super excited to be here. And those were epic answers, by the way, on what le what what legacy you want to leave in this world. Not many people can answer that question. So kudos to you, gents. What's uh, what would what would be your answer before we get started here? 
You know, I think at the end of the day is I want to leave this world a better place than I found it. And for me, that looks like uh, not only in my life, but my closest communities is planting the seeds for I, I want to plant the seeds in a million people to really live with unconditional love and mastering their mindset and know that they can really have it all in life and make a difference in this world. And you can do that without right. compromising your ethics, integrity, or your financial success. And so I believe we can have it all in life. I just want a million other people to believe it as well. And so it's all about working right. on that belief in themselves that they can go serve others. And so that, that would be my answer to that question. That's a great answer. That. Yeah. So, Tommy, you know, it sounds like uh, as we're getting started here, it sounds like your your life actually um, has been pretty decent up to this point. It took a traumatic turn for the better, actually, rather early in your career. Uh, what can you share about that defining moment that and how you chose to pursue the path that you're on? So I'm one of those lucky people that the path that I'm on chose me. I, if you'd have told me eight years ago I was going to be a uh, keynote speaker and a mindset relationship and business coach, I would have laughed you out of the room. I was like, what kind of woo-woo nonsense is that? Um, so I'm very fortunate that it found <laughs> – <laughs> I was like, it's very unfortunate it found me, and it's been the most fulfilling, rewarding um, journey I've ever taken, both personally and professionally. And um, just very, very grateful and humbled to be able to speak into audiences and men's lives every day. Um, so my journey started, I'll, I've been through two major evolutions in my life. Um, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, I grew up in and around violence inside and outside of the home. And the worst thing that Ooh. happens to you as a young man that's uh, bullied and abused is that you um, become what you hate. And you become that bully and abuser. And at 18, I committed a violent crime and was looking at seven years in prison. Luckily, by the grace of God and some divine, <laughs> some divine help, that was dropped to two misdemeanors. But I was still sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. And I'll go through this really, really fast. I went from jail to being a machine operator at a nuclear waste container factory, putting myself through school at night, to the University of Georgia, to ending up at Deloitte & Touche within three years. And at the time, it was one of the largest financial consulting and public accounting firms in the world. I actually did not make partner in the board of director member there. I was only there about four or five years, but I did stay in that career for another 17 years. Worked my way all the way up the ladder. Um, I was that that guy who would just outwork you, out hustle you, and it was about it began and end with ye who turns the lights off last wins. And so um, there I am at 36 years old. I'm a principal in a large uh, southeastern financial firm, uh, leading the international practice, and coming from humble beginnings, blue collar beginnings. Didn't have I didn't come from a family with education. I was the first one to be educated. But there I was in the big fancy office wearing the tailored suit and the nice car and the tie. And, you know, a whole world would have said I look successful. But inside, I was still that little boy begging to be seen, heard, and loved and uh, was wearing, mm. wearing all these masks. You know, tough guy, cool guy, important guy, can't ask for help guy. And it ended up crashing. I mean, it, it, you know, when the money and the power and the success and the next big check didn't fulfill me, I turned to everything else uh, known to man that was uh, outside of my integrity zone. Ended up waking up in a ditch at 36 years old, probably been in a board mood, boardroom doing some some sort of multi-million dollar deal the week before, and uh, found myself at the bottom of the, the, the rung again, looking up at the blue sky, thinking, why am I here, where am I going, and why am I scared to death? And at that point, 
is where I decided to redo my life completely. And I made me my full-time job. I invested in myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and just to be the man I was born to be. And the the craziest things happened over the next three years. I did not leave the financial world, but I, you know, professionally, I was went from being the most disliked person at the firm to one of the most beloved. I went from junior Ooh. partner to senior partner to international practice leader to elected to the board of directors in three years at 39 years old. And my network expanded 10x. Um, my relationship with my wife was became the best it ever been. I got rid of some negative influences on the friend side and now I have the closest friends I've ever had. So just by doing the hard work in investing in my mental fortress, my emotional fortress, my spiritual fortress, my physical fortress, and can't continue to invest in my business and success fortress, all of these other alpha humans started coming out of the woodworks from bankers to entrepreneurs to corporate executives to you name it, uh, accountants coming to me and they're like, look, man, I don't know what you did, but you did something special. You didn't give up your ambition or success, but you seem to be happy and fulfilled and peaceful in life. And please, whatever drug you're taking or light switch I can turn, let me have it. And so uh, after about the 20th person that asked me that, I was like, this is something I need to do. I mean, I was at the top of the game looking at making millions of dollars the rest of my life, but I knew I would not be happy or fulfilled in that career. So I literally sold my equity, resigned my seat from the board and walked away to become a keynote speaker. And uh, I, I think I like to think that I give people the gift of going second. And when you're um, an ambitious, driven person, but you're raw, vulnerable, and honest, and you talk about both your strategies and triumphs, other people tend to let their guard down and allow you to speak into their life. And so it's become the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life, man. I'm just grateful every single day to, to help people build and live the, the life of their dreams. And I, I love going out and talking in public about it as well. And so that's a really quick history Ooh. about me, brother. <laughs> There's a whole lot of depth in that, but that's, that's the quickest way I can oh, do yeah. it, Andy and JC. <laughs> hey, T Tommy, you raised a really good point, uh, I think. And, and I want to just pick at it just for a second with you. There's an old saying that goes something to the effect of the common man can, can withstand almost any adversity but it requires an uncommon man to withstand the temptations of success. Hmm. And that sounds like that's kind of your story. Do you find that in other folks as well? I, unfortunately, I hear it every single day of my life. And so with success comes tremendous pressure, tremendous burdens. And for some reason, it's never enough. It's always more and when we get somewhere X. And, and we, it's very difficult for us as humans, especially in the Western cultures, to be grateful and present and not necessarily content, but happy where we are in lot in life without constantly wanting the next shiny thing. And what we find is over time, and you know, I'm a believer that money is super important. And you know, anyone who says money's not important, run from them, right? Because they're broke. Ooh, but at the same time, right. I see it time and time and time again, that the money and success we still find ourselves looking up at the stars and asking, why am I here? You know, the, the fancy car, the nice house, the, the title, the prestige, why am I stressed? Why am I unfulfilled? And why am I unhappy? And it's because we're not standing on a solid foundation. Um, and our solid foundation mm -hmm. can be, you know, those things, money, success, even our families and our kids and our wives, our respect, our titles, all of that can be taken away from us in just the hair of a second. I know that's kind of sad and morbid to think about, and at the end of the day, there you are. 
And if you don't do the hard work and participate in your own rescue and build a mental and emotional fortress and stand on principles, purpose, and core values, if it's not if that's going to happen, when life happens and when the suffering part of life happens, chances are you're going to crumble and not because you're not standing on a solid foundation. So yes, yeah, success comes with extreme burdens. And unfortunately for a lot of us, um, especially ambitious people, it seems like it's always more and when, and we don't ever get to win and more. So it's interesting that you said that, uh, Andy. And, and it's interesting that, you know, we, we start here because one of the things that I've noticed, you know, being 38 now and having a little bit of time to reflect and see where different people that I grew up in high school and college with, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that here they were like a super go-getter type people, but they've, a lot of them have not, not only just settled for a life of quiet mediocrity, but you know, they, they've also, a lot of them have taken themselves to a point where they're upset with life. Like, mm. like they're, they're, they're putting in the time because that's what they're supposed to do. But you know, they, if you're asking, they're probably living a C level, B level lifestyle that they never signed up for. And it's just like, you know, if, and, and I'm sure that you're, you're the same way. It's like, if, when you're talking to these individuals, it's like, okay, so how, how did you end up here and why, how do you see yourself getting out of these struggles? And, and really they have no answers. You know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, Tommy, what do you tell somebody like that, that, that has fallen asleep or into this contentment coma? How do you wake them up and, and get them moving to really realizing their potential? I tell them to find the closest mirror they can and go look in it because that's the problem. And so, I mean, what you were just describing there, if someone starts getting resentful, that means they're blaming or becoming a martyrdom to society. And the only person that can choose to do something and double down and, quote, participate in their own rescue and invest in themselves is that person they're seeing in the mirror. So if you're unhappy with your lot in life, your relationship with your spouse, your career, your children, where you've landed, the only person that you need to look at is you. And you're the only person that can do something about it. There is no magic pill. There is no easy solution. Happiness mastery of your mindset. And what that means is getting rid of that self-critic that tells us we're not good enough and always compares and competes with everybody around us. Developing that unconditional love for yourself that you can go out and unconditionally love others. Um, all of that stuff is the stew of life. And you can step up and step in and double down and invest yourself with readings or joining a mastermind or developing an internal board of directors or hiring a coach or getting a gratitude practice or practicing meditation. But you know what all that stuff is? All that stuff is hard work. It's like going to the gym and building muscles, right? You're not going to sit there and look at a piece of equipment or a basketball and get better at basketball or stronger and faster. you got to step up and step in and go to the gym. And great people, whether it's a business person, an artist, a painter, um, whatever it might be, those people have unbelievable support systems around them. They have great coaches. They have great mentors. But they also spend a lot of time developing their craft. 
And for me, mm-hmm. us as human beings, the development of our craft is spending the time in the mental gym, spending the time in the emotional gym, spending the time in the spiritual gym and the physical gym. And when you start building that rock solid foundation, that peace of mind, that less stress, that happiness, that success in life, it comes to you so much easier and better because you've done the hard work to be better than you were yesterday. I know that's a little harsh, but it's so true. And and it's so hard, don't you think, though, for men especially to admit that, you know what, we need help, we need each other, because that that image of the lone cowboy going alone uh, or all the movies of Die Hard and Rocky and things like this where you have this lone hero, we kind of are taught that from a very young age, but there's there's been this men's movement that's trying to change that, whether it was Robert Bly and maybe his book, Iron John, which you may be familiar with, or even The Promise Keepers. But some of that's kind of dropped from the current meme cycle, don't you think? And and I know you focus on men. So tell me a little bit about the current state of men from your perspective in America. And, and why did you choose to really focus your practice in coaching specifically to men? Um, the reason I decided to focus in my public speaking, I, you know, I, my message for building and living a legendary life is, is gender neutral. The reason I focus specifically on men is A, because I am one. And B, I believe as human beings, about 90 to 95% of our struggles are about the same, but that last 5% between women and men are pretty significantly different. And not being a woman and not understanding those struggles and triumphs and needs is, is quite difficult for me. So I stay in my lane on the business mindset relationship stuff with men. Um, the current state of men is I think all of us need to understand we crave respect. All of us men, most of us, I'm, I'm talking about ambitious, driven people who grew up, you know, in, in competitive situations, whether that be sports or life or business. Mm-hmm. We crave respect. We crave it from we crave it from society. We crave it from our business. We crave it from our career. We crave it from our significant others and our friends. And all of that stuff usually lies, lies outside of us. And we were told to compete and conquer at very young ages. But what we really crave is connection to other men and other like-minded men and women. And we're super scared to ask for help because that makes us look weak. So we're still living in that locker room mentality where I got to be the alpha peacock in the room with my feathers out to show you how big and bad I am. And really that leans to loneliness and isolation. And for us men, when we get in a loneliness and isolation standpoint, we don't have other like-minded tribe members for connection and vulnerability and honestly, and ask for help. That is the enemy, my gentlemen. And that is where when we isolate and we step back and we think we can go it alone, that's when every single temptation, um, every single integrity breach and really pushing outside of ourselves just so that we can gain that respect that's when bad things happen, man. And so we crave respect, we crave power, but at the end of the day, what we really, really, truly want is connection. And we want men and women to stand behind us and support us and love us. And at the end of the day, I got to say this, we all are scared. We're all insecure. We all have that self-critic in our head that says, what if they find out I don't know what I'm doing? Uh, that I'm not good enough. And what if they know my deepest, darkest desires and fears and 1 million percent of all human beings have those same things. So let's cut out the bullshit and let's move forward because we all have that. 
And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say you don't have all the answers because at the end of the day, we have to have human connection. And I'm going to take, go off topic. The reason I love the book Legendary is two reasons. In a world of constant self-promotion, you can't really call yourself legendary. Your peers give that to you. And you, your peers, society, your colleagues, and your family says he either lived a legendary life or not a legendary life. So that's something that's given to us. And the second thing I like about it, and, and by the way, you can be a great legend. Think MLK, you know, Gandhi, Jesus, and or you can be a really bad legend. Think the Saddam Husseins and the Hitlers of the world. But at the end of the day, it also takes a tribe, a village. And uh, you've heard the cliche a million times, but it is so true. We are the five people we surround ourselves with. And so it's a tribal thing. And it's a thing that's granted to us. And enough, enough, you know, we're going to, we're dying on that white horse. And right now, men are under attack, um, whether we like it or not. We've probably, probably a lot of it's deserved, probably some of it's undeserved. But when we sit on that white horse and we, we look stoic and we think we got all going on and inside we're crumbling, that's where we, it leads to isolation and that leads to, to really bad places, chance. So, Tommy, there's a lot of boys that are in a man's body. There's a whole bunch of what we would call guys running around mm -hmm. doing guy things. Yeah, I call them dudes. Few, the dudes. Yeah, <laughs> the dudes. And then you've got a few folks that are really men. What makes the difference between those three, do you think? A boy is, you know, the little boys are still craving that, you know, we whether we like it or not, and it sounds woo-woo to alpha ambitious dudes, we all want to be seen, heard, and loved. And, um, the boys who are running out there looking for approval from someone else, whether it be in their job, career, their buddies, their wives, their, you know, just see me, love me, hear me. I'm important. See me, love me, hear me. I'm important. Respect me, respect me, respect me. When they're not and men have taken that. Those are boys. Those are boys. Look what I've done. Look what I have. Love me. See me, respect me. Look at me. I'm fancy. I'm this and all that. But at the end of the day, again, all that can be taken care of from you. That's boys. Boys are constantly out there, you know, knocking each other, you know, calling each other all these names to look cool. And, you know, it, that, that's what boys do. Men do the hard work. Men look inside themselves and said, what whole, how can I be better than I was yesterday? Why do I feel the way I feel? Why am I scared? Why am I insecure? And I'll lean on another man. I'll lean on another woman or I'll lean on something or someone, a coach, somebody to make me better than I was yesterday so that I can live this life in service, so I can live this life in happiness, so I can live this life with peace of mind, so I can live this life with unconditional love for myself and respect for myself that I can go out and unconditionally love and respect others. That's what men do. But we don't teach that. Yeah. You know, One of the things that we fail on as a society, and I'm not a victim type person, but our society doesn't do anything around mental fortitude, emotional fortitude, or financial fortitude. And we promote all this other nonsense. And at the end of the day, those are the three most important things that, that we can make leave this world better than we found it. That's great insight. Yep. You know, and, and one of the things that I, I, I see in the work that I do, and especially I'm, I'm sure Andy sees it as well, and it's pretty common, is that when it comes to, you know, solopreneurs and, and creatives, oftentimes they're just so busy trying to, you know, fuel their their immediate business and, and financial needs that they often really don't spend the time figuring out, you know, themselves 
you know, their meaning, their purpose, their legacy, you know, the question we had earlier. And, you know, they often end up in some crisis point where they're asking themselves, do I really matter? Is what I'm doing of importance? And, and really, why am I here? You know, so that's part of the reason why I've been so big into helping people realize that there's things, uh, tools like the Ikigai available, because it's really something or, or figuring out what their personal mission is. It's really something that's not talked about, not only in and uh pop culture and, and 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 really in the western and western culture but it's not even talked about that much in the online entrepreneurial world so what are some of your top suggestions to begin working and, and living a significant life that builds a desirable legacy to me it starts and ends with purpose and service and it also um if you don't know what your purpose is, and I, I'm one of those who believe that we, I'm, I am a firm believer down into my soul, that purpose is something that we all, that every single human on earth has until our very last breath on earth. And I also think our purpose can change depending on the season of our lives, but we always have one. So if you don't know your why or your meaning or your purpose, find it and find it yesterday. And there's a lot of great tools and systems and books and people like me out there who love and crave to help you find your purpose in this season of your life. I would also say you need to stand on your core values. That's who you are, what you believe and what you'd fight for. And if you don't have a core values or personal mission statement, get one tomorrow and have people hold you accountable, hold you accountable to those values. Um, and then I'm going to go back to the entrepreneur, solopreneur, um, people who are building businesses. And, you know, that, that I love that. And I, I, you know, it's sexy right now to be an entrepreneur, right? We've got all these gurus running around telling us go out and be entrepreneurs. Um, and, right. and that's, I love it. I mean, good. I mean, go out there and, and make a difference in whatever you can. But at the end of the day, you mentioned the word busy and busy is one of those mm-hmm. four little words that I absolutely despise. When I hear the word busy, that is code for something or someone else is controlling your time. And you have the exact amount of time of every other human being on earth. And so for you to be busy, that means you are definitely not the master or conqueror of your time. And if you're just going to work, 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 work so I can get there and when I get there or when I have an exit and all these cool words, you know, growth, exit, you know, all these these things for a billion dollars. Well, let me tell you, someone who sits with guys with $50,000 in their bank and I've got two clients with nine digits in their bank and they're the only difference between the two is money because Mm -hmm. the busyness. And the drive for more. There's nothing wrong with drive. I love ambition. I love drive. And I love the need for more because that's where innovation and imagination take us. But if you do it at the expense of your friendships, at the, at the expense of your body, at the expense of your heart, mind, and soul, what the hell are you doing it for anyway? All you're going to do, right. you're, you're just, I mean, what are you doing it for anyway? You're going to get to wherever, when, and there is, by the way, you're never going to get there because when you get there, you're always going to want more and more and more. Mm. But if you're not happy doing it, what are you doing it for anyway? And if you have to look in the mirror and say, why am I here? What purpose am I on? But I'm starting this business. Well, why the hell are you starting the business? Cause that's not, I mean, what, why are you doing that for money, <laughs> for power, for prestige, for respect? That's why you're doing it. Let's not joke ourselves. But if you're truly doing it for impact and for service, and by the way, if you do all that and make a lot of money, kudos to you. 
But if you don't do it and make a lot of money, you're just going to be a very unpleasant, unhappy person with a lot of money. I'll get off my soapbox now because I'm very passionate <laughs> about this subject. I have to deal like I deal with four or five men a day, whether it's in a mastermind, a one on one coaching in a public retreat. I, I hear this every single day. And again, step up and look in the mirror. And the reason you're not happy or uncondemned is you. So right. let's let's step into this financial fortress a little bit that that some people try to build to to create this legacy that they can then perhaps leave to their family or to the community, maybe have a building or a department at a university or hospital named after them. You know, you're an accountant by trade, so uh, <clears throat> let's pull out of your toolkit. What recommendations do you have so that somebody is really thinking about this longer term, what what should they be doing now to create this financial fortress that builds a legacy? Educate, educate, educate. And so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two things. I'm going to start with the actual tactics and tools. <clears throat> Let me start first. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't understand accounting, quit. Um, because if you don't understand the language of business or accounting and finance, the people who do like me are going to chew you alive and rip you apart. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have made zero investment in your education in accounting and finance, quit or find someone that you love and trust that you unconditionally can believe in to stand right next to you and take you through this journey. Because there is a lot of sharks with a lot of knowledge that are just going to tear you apart. Um, so that would be the first thing I'd say is, is double down on that. And um, so for us, it's just people who aren't entrepreneurs. It, it begins and ends with education. It begins and ends with understanding the system we live in, how debt works, how compound interest works, how profit works, how investment works, how savings works. And it doesn't matter if you start with $1. I come from nothing. and Or you have a million dollars in the bank or $10 million in the bank or $27 in the bank. You can always start somewhere. And so I would tell you tactically to start with basic educations. There's great books out there like Total Money Makeover, which walks you through the arithmetic or the blocking and tackling of how money, our system and society works. And then you can just build on that and find your particular niche. And so it doesn't matter if you're a waiter or you're a CEO, you can have your primary income and then you can start building passive incomes, whether it's real estate, investment options, but you gotta get rid of debt, you gotta understand debt, you gotta understand compound interest, you need to understand inflation, and all of that is easily understandable. So invest in your education first. Here's the, here's the woo-woo one though. Um, if you <laughs> don't believe that you are worthy to be wealthy or have money, or do you think it's only for those people, whoever those people are? That is a victim, a scarcity, and a martyrdom mentality. So the reason I am, you know, people come to me to be better leaders. They come to me to make more money. They come to me to, to, to really double down on their business and get self-confidence and respect. But at the end of the day, we spend the most times in their relationships, their mindsets, and dealing with that inner critic. And so what we have to do is we have to rewire our brains and our hearts to know that we are worthy enough and lovable and that we are worthy of money. There's enough money in this world for everyone and that we can make as much as our hearts desire. But if we truly don't believe that in our minds, our hearts and souls, I can give you all the tools in the world, but you're just going to self-sabotage. So I would tell you, if you want to start developing financial freedom, and financial freedom and success and legacy to leave this world, to leave money behind for things and in, in, in charities and organizations that you believe in, 
Anyone can do it. It doesn't matter where you are in lot, but you got to believe that you can do it and you've got to double down in the education. But again, if you're not going to invest in your, your mental fortress and your emotional fortress, you can become a very rich person. That's a very miserable person. And what's the point of that either? So you, you really don't have the equipping or the wherewithal to really shoulder the weight of that uh, bank account if you don't have those other two fortresses in place. Yeah, you're, you're so true on that, man. And so with wealth becomes responsibility. Um, it's very difficult to become wealthy without having some significant influence on other people. Usually that's in the form of your employees and peers and your network. And so with the creation and development of wealth, whether it's in business or real estate or even on the investment side, it, it comes with burdens and responsibilities. And it also comes with societal demands of compliance and taxation and governance and all this blah, 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 all this other stuff. But all that stuff's super, super important to understand. But the, the higher you get up on the rung of business and professional success, the more burdens you carry from legal obligations to potential for lawsuits to losing it all to debt management. I mean, I could just, I, I'm probably, you guys are probably glassing over there, but the whole yeah. point of that is um, you got to really truly know what you're asking for. And I know this is cliche, but again, statistics are statistics. We can say it's cliche and that, you know, it's an old saying, but st data is data. The reason right. that, that, Lottery winners, 99.9% .9 of them bust or go bankrupt within a year or two from them is A, their mindsets and belief systems, and B, their education and the responsibility that comes with that kind of wealth. And so yeah. um, you've got to be able to lean on and lean on to your education, your peers, your network, and others in order to manage the burdens that come with, with, with success. That's a great yeah. point. Well, and it's the same reason that, you know, you, you, you look at professional athletes and why a lot of them go broke is the same reason what you were talking about there. I mean, it's just they are in a cocoon of being in sports all the way through the fact that to their, if they make it into the pros, but as soon as they're done there, you know, it's like, well, thanks for your time and ambition and, you know, football or whatever. And it's like, you know, good luck sort of thing. And, it's quite uh, sad, actually. Yeah. It's quite sad. I, I talked to at least one professional athlete a week, um, either current or former, and the between the vultures and the vampires and the scorpions that swim in that world and everybody's trying to take a piece of you, to the lack of education, to the temptations of what comes with that money and fame, it's it's pretty incredible. And it's, it's a lot more difficult and a lot more sad than people might think. And it's a lot more lonely existence than people might think. And not knowing who you can trust and everybody's trying to take from you um, because of your God-given abilities. And but Plus, they don't just have God-given abilities. They do the hard work, just like I was talking about earlier. But everybody in the world is trying to take advantage of them, and um, a lot of them are scared and lonely, and then they end up trying to buy their way out of life and, and through money, and it, it ends up crashing. And I would, I would say the statistics mm -hmm. on that are even – I'm also involved in some other groups, and I don't want to get off topic here, but there is a movement out there to correct that. Um, but again, with the social media and media we have today, social media promotes envy and jealousy, even for athletes and entertainments. It's all about envy mm -hmm. and jealousy. That person has more than I do, or that person is sexier or skinnier or has a better car. And our media, our damn news promotes division and fear and scary, like us first them mentality. And so 
it's it's really tough for any of us to cut through the noise and build love and trust and and so it's it's even harder for uh, athletes and entertainers, which is quite sad because those are the people that make our lives happy and special for ho- however much time they have in the spotlight. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a show on, uh, HBO and I, I, I don't know what, what it's all about, but Dwayne Johnson, it's called, uh, one, he stars ballers. In, it's called ballers. Ballers. Yeah. 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 I've never watched it, but I know the premise. Yeah. If anybody is interested in that, that after uh, sports lifestyle, that's, uh, that'd be a show to check out. Speaking of, of things that, you know, you have to worry about as, as you're going through life, um, and not necessarily worry, but again, we're right here at the cusp of 2020. Those people who have done their homework already know what they're going to be doing in the next year. And I'm, I'm assuming that you're, you're in that boat. So what, what, what mm-hmm. got you excited for, uh, the, the year of vision 2020? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, the book that we've spent, it's been three years in the making and it's been a fist fight of Tommy versus Tommy. It's the good Tommy versus the bad Tommy. The book legendary is at the printers as we speak. Um, it looks like all indications it's going to be a wall street USA bestseller. So we're super excited about that. Um, and so we're super excited to get this book into as many hands as possible because it is a simple playbook and guide to mastering and conquering your time and your mindset and developing that unconditional love and tools to start building financial freedoms and, and living with purpose and passion. So it's a really, it's the book that I used, uh, it's the tools and the systems and the, all the things that I did to rebuild my life the last nine years. And I want to share it with the world. So with that, you know, we've, we've launched, um, two or three masterminds already. Um, we've got probably three or four more coming online. So if you're looking to lean in and step up and step into your life, I'm super excited about that. You know, joining a mastermind where people want to be better, both professionally and personally, super excited about that. We've got a lot of, a lot of public speaking coming up in 2020 and we're going to be, um, we're going to be hosting two building and living legendary life summits in 2020. So we've got a lot going on. I've actually got my team here in the room with me. Um, super excited to have them down here and, uh, we're doing all of our 2020 planning and tactics and, and both personally and professionally as we speak. And so we're just beyond humbled, beyond gratitude and beyond excited to, to hopefully be of service and make massive impact here coming up in 2020. That is really super exciting, Tommy. And and we wish you all the best of success with your new book. And we're going to try to really extract out the last few bits of great insight and uh, and opinion from you here in our rapid fire question section of the show. Whoop, whoop. So our first question. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very quick, quick questions and hopefully really peppy, great answers that make a difference for our listener here. Not that there's any pressure on you, Tommy, or anything. Okay, so first question for you. How about three of your top favorite books that you love to gift or you like to tell others about? The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. One Um, of my favorites. Love those three books. In the last several years, what's something that you've become good at saying no to and what realizations helped you come to that? I have a saying when it comes to meeting with other people or people wanting to pick my brain, pick my, when someone asks me, I pick your brain, that is the biggest amateur move you can make in the world. It's basically saying, let me get advice from you for free. 
And so when anytime that anytime someone's an energy vampire or wants to pick my brain without bringing anything into the, to the table at all, um, I say no to that almost immediately. And I'm going to take that a step further. I have this saying when it comes to actually meeting with another human being, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And that single thing has changed my life because if it's not an instant yes, where I think that person is going to speak into my life or make me better or vice versa, I don't go to it anymore. So I've become very dogmatic and and boundaried over my time. Excellent. Mm. So who is the most legendary, awe-inspiring person you've ever met and why? I would say... Um, it was a, you're not going to know who he is. It was a gentleman named Dan Langford and he, he passed away way too early. He was the senior partner and managing partner of a very large international firm that I was associated with. And from his leadership, his listening to his empowerment, to his love for his employees, it, it started with building um, the employees first in every single way possible and then servicing the client second. And the, he was the first boss that ever made me feel like I was important and respected and seen, heard, and loved. And to this day, I think he left this earth way too early over an accident. But the way that man spoke into my life at the time he spoke into my life, I've never forgotten him. And I, I was actually thinking about him in the shower today and how humbled and grateful I am that that man, even for two years, was in my life. Mm. Isn't that a great legacy? That's that's what we're really shooting for is what do people say about us with passion once we're gone? Indeed. Indeed. Whew, I got choked up there just thinking about that, man. So what's one thing that you would love to do in your lifetime that no one knows about? <laughs> I would um I don't know if no one knows about it. I'm I'm an open book. Um I would love to pretty much travel to every single country in the world. And so I don't know how many people actually know that or not, but I would love to experience the culture and people of every single nation in the world, even the ones that we're scared to go to. So that's, I don't know if I'll ever put the energy out to do that because I'm called to do something else, but that is a deep, dark desire that maybe one day I'll be able to accomplish. Hmm. And final question, what's it mean to live a life of abundance? I think it begins and ends with self-belief and self-respect, which are cultivated. I think it begins and ends with unconditional love for yourself, even with your scars, wounds, and warts. I think for us to truly love and be of service to others, we have to love ourselves first. And I think it's about believing that you're good enough, you're worthy, and you're lovable, because at the end of the day, you are. And it all comes down to unconditional love for yourself and self-belief and self-respect. All that can be learned and cultivated over time, and anyone can do it. So that's living the life of abundance for me. Mm. It's powerful. That's a good life. It's a good that is a good life. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> uh, Tommy, again, thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. Again, you can be found on your website as TommyBreedLove.com. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, they can find me at Tommy Breedlove on Instagram. I've got a, I'm very active on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And honestly, I would love to hear from you. If you think I'm totally full of it, please, please send me an email. Or if you like something I said, please send me an email. We're always trying to get better. Um, it might take me two or three days to get back to you, but please email me at Tommy at TommyBreedlove.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, love for you to shed some light into my life and um, I will always respond. So please reach out to me directly as well. And are there pre-orders available yet on Amazon for your book? 
Absolutely. You can go ahead and order the book Legendary on Amazon. The Audible book has already been recorded. And also, um, before I forget, if you um, either go to my website and or email me directly, I would be happy to send you three one-pagers. One of them is how I literally live my life each and every day. It's a one-page document. It's humbling that I get to see that on corporation walls every now and then. The second one is how to develop. It's my purpose statement, and it's a one-pager on how you can develop your purpose. And the final one is my core values and personal mission statement so that you can develop one of your own. I'd be happy to share that with anyone in your audience. Um, If you either email me directly or go to my website, those are our three offerings that we like to give away for free and people seem to really dig it. And you can make your own core value statement. You can make your own purpose statement and you can see how I live my life every single day or how I aspire to live my life every day. And so hopefully that'll get some inspiration and motivation so that you can go do the same. That's a great offer. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, it was a pleasure. JC, Andy, go crush it. And uh, here's to being better than we were yesterday. All the best of success to you. So there you have it. Lots of good things in that chat. And his book is called Legendary. In case you wanted to look it up, it'll officially be on sale February 20th. So be sure to get on top of that. And actually, I'd go for a pre-sale so that you make sure that you get it within the first week. In the show not extras of the session, I have a few videos of Tommy from YouTube. Uh, In the first one, I have an interview that friend of the show, Angel Jones, did with him back in 2017. Definitely worth a listen if you're a fan of Angel's work and his 12-minute conversations. After that, I have an interview with Brandon Smith, the workplace therapist. And this is an interesting interview, i got to say. And in, in it, they go from how a person can tactfully leave a position after becoming aware that they need to change. Apparently, you just don't get up and quit. So check that one out if you want to tactfully leave your nine to five. Then Tommy speaks with Brandon Lavella about leadership, participating in your own rescue and having meaningful conversations. Definitely another good interview. And frankly, Tommy's, you know, to me, I think he's just an interesting guy. So check those all out over at the show notes at newinceptions.com slash 166. So that's it for this session. Remember, if you're looking for a resource that will help you start your entrepreneurial career and cover all the topics while doing so, Fizzle is a good place for you to get started. Check it out for free again at newinceptions.com slash fizzle. Again, that's it for session 166. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. And as always, we appreciate you guys joining in. And until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.